This is the Metal and Pedal Podcast, No Hesitations, and I'm your host, Jade. This is a podcast about entrepreneurs, leaders, guides, and gurus who run, own, and love business. Today, I'm really lucky to have Ruby Chandler of Shakti Yoga in my studio, and we're going to talk about all things Ruby. She is an amazing light. If you know her, you love her, and she's created quite an amazing and impressive business in Athens. So let's get straight to the interview with Ruby. Well, welcome, Ruby, to the second podcast of Metal and Pedal. We're excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Ruby owns Shakti Yoga, which is on Prince Avenue, and you can find her online, on social media, um, and she has an amazing studio. I've been many times. Don't go as often as I want. <laughs> um, and you have a studio that has grown tremendously in mm-hmm. the past, what, 10 months, you said? Um, well, yeah, we've grown exponentially since last May, but we're also just over two years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day you opened. It was a big deal. Yeah, it felt like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go back a minute and talk about, you know, where you're from and how did you get, like, where did you grow up and how did you get to Athens? Yeah, I'm from Blue Ridge, Georgia. So I grew up in the mountains of North Georgia. Um, I was like the fourth generation of my family to be raised there. So all my mom's family is there and it's a small town. And then I went to Nashville and studied music education at Belmont University. And while I was, um, I played the violin, and while I was studying there, I found yoga. And that's kind of a a different story, but that's where my yoga journey started. And then through yoga, I um, met a contact who, um, I actually ended up living in Los Angeles for six months. Wow. And I hated it. (laughs) And so I was in LA, and I was very unhappy, and I was spending a lot of creative energy on, um my friend who I was helping with her personal like business venture and there just wasn't a lot there for me Mm -hmm. um and so one day I woke up and I was like I've got to get out of here I don't want to be here anymore so um, my boyfriend lived in Athens at the time and I called him and I said hey I'm gonna be there in two weeks so you should probably call a house cleaner Um, I'm moving in (laughs) and that's what I did and I've been in Athens since and um, we're still together and he's lived here now for almost 15 years Um, but I fell in love with Athens yeah and uh, didn't necessarily have like I I was teaching yoga and I was working at the Lululemon in town um, but I didn't have enough to really keep me engaged. I didn't have enough for it to be like a full-time job, but, right. um, I've always, I've always tried to only do jobs that serve, uh, like my values. Yes. Um, and so it took me a minute to get settled in town and then I was like, okay, I like being here. This mm-hmm. is working out. Our relationship's mm-hmm. working. Our, my life is working. What do I want to do next? And that's how Shakti was born. Wow. So do you still play the violin? Not very much. Um, I recently played for, I had a cousin who passed in the spring, and I played for her funeral, mm-hmm. and that was really special for mm-hmm. my family. Um, but I, I think that it's something that will 
wrap back around and be part of my life as I get older. Um, but it, in opening a business, I have not, no, I have not had time to play the violin. <laughs> No, there's not much time for anything besides business. So you've been open now for two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how did you pick your location? And what was the foundation of how you built kind of your startup? Yeah, well, like I mentioned, it, I shouldn't say that it was born out of boredom, but it was kind of like, what do I want to do with my life? And what I love is I love teaching yoga. And what I love is I love connecting with people. And what I know is that I've watched... Uh, many members of my family start and run their own businesses. And I was working at Lululemon at the time, and therefore I was talking to people, and I was teaching yoga, so I was talking to people all the time about how they like to work out, how they like to move, what do they want to see, or how do they want to sweat. And uh, my background is in power yoga, which was something that was not present in the community at the time, and I was really one of the only teachers teaching in that style. Um, And what I found was that people sounded like they'd be up for that kind of thing. Right. Um, so then I just started, I took it from there of just brainstorming, and I thought maybe this is something that could happen. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a path for me. And then I turned those conversations into bigger conversations um, with people who know things about businesses, with people who uh, have kind of like mentored me, with people who are in real estate. And it really did feel like all the right people at the right time ended up in my path to mm-hmm. um, get me from, like, truly, the first time I thought maybe this is a possibility for my life was in July 2016, and our doors opened March 1st, 2017. Mm-hmm. So this was, like, a very, when I look back, it was a very quick transition. Very fast, yeah. Um, but all the people came into my path at the right time, and... Um, then, I mean, I found my space before it was ever on the market um, because I had just already told someone, like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And right. I knew I wanted to start small. If you've ever been to Shakti, it's it's an intimate space. Yes. Um, and that's something that I really love about it. Um, yeah, it was kind of like each step was divine in a sense of just I being laid out ahead of yeah. me. and um, And it felt right. It, yes, it just felt... Like in your soul, it, it felt right. Yeah, yeah, and I've always kind of, uh, like, I'm I'm ready to work hard for whatever I decide on, and there's an element of it that I feel like it, if it's right, it'll come easy. Right. It doesn't mean it won't take hard work, but it'll come easy. Right. right. Um, and there was a lot of ease in the process of um, opening the studio. I've always believed that if you force something, if you have to force something, it may not be right for you. If you if you are really truly going towards your destiny and your path, and you're on your path, that doors will open like that. Absolutely. And things will come easier. Not that owning a business is easy. No, not <laughs> <But> at all. <laughs> the process of getting there should seem like exciting and interesting, and it should be, like you said, one door opens and another, and yeah. all of a sudden you're like, this is the perfect space. This is the perfect, you know person to be here and help me with this who is your mentor like who do you talk to in the beginning or even now about you know running a business and owning a business I have like a network of people I don't have like a single person um and that's kind of how I run my my friend group too is like I I feel like I have a network of people who are both my friends and mentors um of all different ages and all different um, businesses. I mentioned before my, my family is yeah. a lot of small yeah. business owners. So like my mom has owned a hair salon for 30 years. My grandparents have owned businesses for 
40 years. Right. My aunt owns her own business. So I have that as an outlet um, of, of a lot of inspiration. Yes. Um, my boyfriend's parents also are business owners, and I they're kind of like my business savvy people that I go to. Yeah. And then I have like a network like you, like people in the community who I right. know that um, I can ask questions to or have relationship with. I'm really close with Amy at Journey Juice and we right. go on like weekly runs. and Love Amy. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're friends and then also we're enough in the similar industry that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we care about people feeling good mm-hmm. um, and doing healthy things for their bodies. And so we have that common interest that yes. it makes what we do a similar market. So I talk to Amy a lot. Um, yeah, I have, I try to reach out to multiple outlets mm-hmm. so I don't have just like one, one person. person. Yeah. yeah. But we are like, we are a sister studio. Um, there's a Shakti Power Yoga in Nashville and that's where I first, um, like did my training and really mm-hmm. found my, my home and mm-hmm. the yoga community and the two owners there, Kelly and Lauren Farina, um, have kind of been like my first mentors of like seeing it um, happen. Right. And this is an advantage I should share is that I started working for them like a few months after they had opened. Right. And I was like their first employee and worked the desk and I was there all the time. Um, and I would like basically, I did a lot of manager manager things without being the manager. Right. Um, but so you that kind of was had, like, like behind the scenes. Yeah. So yeah. by the time, like I, I had to learn a lot to open yeah. the business. Um, but I did feel comfortable in the setting. Yes. And are they connected to you? Are you a full owner of Shakti yourself? Are they connected to you? Are they your partners, or is it just completely separate? It's two separate businesses. I am the sole business owner of my studio, and what I chose to do is affiliate with them through branding. Yeah. Um, so we have a licensing agreement, and that means that we share a lot of things. Like, we do teacher trainings together, and we host some retreats together, and um, it's been really nice to keep my tie and my connection to there. Um, leaving Nashville was really hard mm-hmm. um, because I had really forged like the deepest relationships of my life up until that point were in Nashville. Uh Um, And it's been really special through the studio to not lose that, to be able to maintain that. Yeah, it's important. How many employees do you have right now? Well, we (laughs) have, at any one point in time, there's probably between 18 and 25 Mm -hmm. on my team. Um, Right now I have five desk team members, so I have people who work for me who don't teach yoga at all and they um, are just there helping the studio run smoothly right. and being there for our students. And then we have anywhere from 15 to 20 teachers at right. a time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point, I should probably disclose that, you know, you are a very young entrepreneur. You know, I'm 40 and you were 24. Four. Yeah, I was 24 when we opened yeah. um, and turned... I'll be so I'll be 27 this week. Right, um, a Gemini. So, yeah, the beginning of June. <laughs> yes. Um, I see all your Gemini posts. Yes, I'm <laughs> and I'm the married most Gemini. To, I'm married to a Gemini. So yes, you're on or you're off. Mm-hmm. You're black or you're white. There's yeah. no in between. I love it. Um, so is that scary for you having all these people that you're responsible for? I mean, something I definitely. You know, I'm, I don't know if I'm scared, but it's definitely something I feel responsible for everyone that works with us, you know, and I, 
we, we were talking about payroll earlier mm-hmm. before we started recording, but you know, when payroll comes around, you want to make sure that everything's in place so you don't mess anyone up and that you're doing everything you can and that you're listening to people. I mean, it's a full-time job just taking care of the people that work with you. Yes. Um, I feel a lot of responsibility toward that. Yeah. Um, I'm a Gemini, but I'm a Virgo rising and Virgo moon, so I'm very (laughs) organized. Yeah. And um, all my life, I've been a person who takes on a lot of personal responsibility, and and I take any job that I've ever had, like, very seriously for what it is, and I um, think that the connection piece is such an important piece of all the work that I do, both um, internally and in outreach into our community. So, yeah, but also the girls right now, our whole team is women. Um... And, and I say girls because a lot of them are under 23. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just being in a college town. But right. um, all the women who work for Shakti are like an extension of my family. Right. Um, and uh, I, from the beginning, knew what I wanted my team to feel like. The culture. Yeah. yeah I knew so important. what I wanted the culture to be. And um, you probably understand this is like, you can and this goes with anything, like, you can know what you want it to be, and then you have to, like, grow into it. Yes. And so I, I look back and I see a lot of um, choices that I made that got us to the point now where the culture feels like what I wanted it to feel like, and at the time it felt like, um, like, for me, I knew what direction we were going, right. and it also felt, like, kind of unnatural at times, because yeah. some people, um, like, my team isn't, like, the best place for them to be. Right. And also, um... Like, this past year, just in May, we graduated uh, 11 of my team. (laughs) And a lot of them stayed on for the summer. Um, But that was really special. And I had uh, the last few months of the semester of just just deep gratitude that... Yeah. um, I'm sure it'll happen again, but this was, like, the first time in the life of Shakti that our team felt really connected and really supported by one another and really like saw each other and um it's just a really really special group of women um and what's so important to me with that personal responsibility piece that I get to do easily through yoga is um that we talk about all kinds of things like we're we're up to inquiry in our group meetings we're like talking about what are you grateful for like what challenges have come up for you so um I think that as a boss, I thrive in being able for it to be a holistic approach to leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that sounds great. And I believe in all that and I'm on board with you, but what, what happens when it comes to the hard stuff? Like you have to fire someone when you found out someone's lying to you, when it comes to something that's really like personal and intense, do you shy away from that? Is that something that concerns you or do you just take care of business? Um, I, I believe both are required uh, for that to be successful. So um, I really believe in, as a Gemini, being a clear communicator. Yeah. And so communication is at the core of our culture at Shakti. Yeah. Um, my teachers are used to communicating with one another. We communicate um, through Slack, like, consistently. And, um, like, we have a, fe- uh, 
a culture of feedback in the studio. Mm -hmm. So my teachers are every month taking another teacher's class and giving face-to-face feedback. Um, And that looks like, keep this, stop this, start doing this. We're always in communication um, in order to grow. Yes, yes. And so when it looks like a tough conversation, um, I have the relationship and rapport with my team that it can... It can, and so far has always been, like, person to person. Yeah. And this is the matter at right. hand. Right, mm-hmm. right, I mean, for me as a woman um, running a business of mostly women, um, one of the most noted things that people are told when they join my firm is that I'm very direct. And it's because I feel that these young girls in today's society, and, and this is speaking generally, mm-hmm. of course, a lot of them don't know how to handle someone speaking very direct to them. It's for me, it's not personal. Yes. Once you're, if you're a member of my team and we have a huge problem, we will handle it professionally, but we will also, you know, take into account your personal side and whatever. But I, I find it very interesting that everyone's always like, you know, Jade's very direct, you know, and it kind of bothers me because I feel it's sexist. Um, and I don't think my team is being sexist. They're just getting, like, they're prepping people, you know, and I feel that I'm just literally taking care of business. Do you find that, like, you're pretty, you're a direct person, I would say, you know, you don't beat around the bush. You're not, you're not much of a small talker, I I gather. Neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put me at a cocktail party because I will start, like, rearranging things and yeah, (laughs) no, no. Um, so do you ever find that you being direct with these, you know, young women has, like, takes them back or makes them feel emotional? I mean, I've had girls cry on me because I didn't oh, understand, yeah. you know. Just last week, I was talking uh, to my therapist, and I said, um, also, I always make people cry. <laughs> because I had an instance two weeks ago, I was helping my friend um, do a team development at her gym in Nashville, and I made a girl cry. And I told my therapist, I was like, this happens all the time. I'm like always making people cry and I don't see myself as being a harsh person and I've never gotten feedback that I'm rude. Right. Um, But direct isn't rude. That's what I'm always trying to say. Yes, yes. And something else that, um, anyway, she assured me and I'll assure you that directness, yeah, it's not rude and it's not. You can be direct and kind. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, like Maybe they needed that. Yeah, of course. Um, we're, we're, direct is kind. You're right. I would like to say, yeah. yeah so like, that's true. And Brene Brown writes in um, Dare to Lead. Clear is kind. Yes. Unclear yes. is unkind. And, and something my yes. friend Kate and I talk about too is like, I'm not interested in nice. Right. Because nice is not always kind. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's how I operate. And yes, of course, for a lot of the people who work for me, they've never been, um, some of them never in their life been in a relationship with anyone where this kind of transparency and clarity is taking place. Um, and especially in the workplace, I think it's uh, foreign. Mm-hmm. So there is like a growing process, but what I know to be true is that I am coming to them, um, with why, I'm speaking to them in this way, and I'm really um, caring in that. Right. And so I think that that's what people need, honestly. Like, inside and outside of the workplaces, people need for us to be more kind to one another, which means, like, 
cut the bullshit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, (laughs) but I'm over the bullshit and let's be better human beings together. Let's be honest with one another so that we can all grow. So we can, there there can be evolution in ourselves and and with our relationship with other people. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you follow Oh Happy Day? She's an amazing blogger and she is a party planner and she has her own line. She's one of the first bloggers that came out. I mean, she's really done amazing, incredible things. Um, and she just posted a picture of herself crying at work. And she said that she's sick of hearing the expression, women shouldn't cry at work. And it's interesting because I've always been taught, you know, coming from a father who is a corporate background and a mother who's much like your mom, very, very strong, the same thing. Like, you're a woman. Don't cry and show your emotions at work. Even my first boss, who was a... I don't know what, what, what even word to call her. She was a ball buster. <laughs> She's an Irish woman. And I loved her to death. She said to me, you know, don't allow yourself. But now I feel like we're in such a different time. And, you know, some days I want to cry. Some days, yeah. not because I'm a woman. It's because I am frustrated or mm-hmm. I am mad and I never allow myself. And I tell all the girls that work for me, and if guys did too, I'd say the same thing to them. You know, don't let your... Number one, don't let your emotions overwhelm you, but also for women, I think, don't cry at work. And she posted this, and I started, really made me think. Like, does it really, are we really holding back things because we're women and we've been told, you know, we shouldn't do this because we shouldn't show that we're actually women with emotions? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we cry at Shakti a lot. <laughs> um, and Releases. what I, yes, <laughs> what I really appreciate about the culture that I've created is that my team... Um, has the space to be vulnerable. Yeah. And what I try to also teach and practice is like, um, I mean, sometimes you cry and you shouldn't have to hold it back because also someone else shouldn't feel uncomfortable just because I'm crying. Right. Crying is an emotional release. It lets you know that something was important, that something was kind of triggered. Right. Um, that something isn't quite fully healed. Right. And that's something to look back at and notice. Whereas when, um, when we hold that back, we never get a chance one for the release. Mm-hmm. That thing is still, still like just as unhealed as it was before. And we also never let ourselves go to the space of I wonder what that was. Right. Right. Um, now as a boss though, and also as a woman, I have grown up always in, um, performance roles. Like I was a dancer and then mm-hmm. I was a musician and I acted in high school and, um, that along with, like my personal challenges, I am very composed. I'm a very like yeah. poised person. Right. I want to get it right. Yes. And that usually like my idea of what right would be is like, yeah, I'm not showing my emotions on my sleeve. Right. So that's been a real challenge. I'm glad that you brought that up. It's been a challenge for me as a boss to um, know how to be vulnerable right. and doing it in a professional and appropriate way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, so I don't think that in my work life I'm trying not to like cry right. or show my emotions. Yeah. Um, in fact, what I am trying to do even more of is like figure out how to share myself. Um, and that goes for, in my profession, like, how do I share who I am with my students? How do I share who I am with my um, employees and also with my community and mm-hmm. also still have a private personal life? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. That's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. It is. 
So talking, speaking of challenges, what is, what is the hardest thing you've dealt with in the past years? Like, you know, what is the most difficult thing that you've gone through? Honestly, the most challenging thing that has happened since opening Shakti um, was having a teacher decide to open their own business and having to go through that um, and really loving and supporting this person and having to navigate all of the emotions that came up with me through that Mm -hmm. and the way that it involved a lot of my team. that was the biggest challenge I've gone through and it provided the most growth and it also served to put me in a much more confident place with myself and who I am and who my business is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like hands down having that teacher leave and open their own studio and do that um, was the biggest challenge that I've faced for sure. Um, and it happened and we weren't, we hadn't been open very long. Um, I'm sure that felt like a betrayal. It, yeah, I, I definitely already have like fear of abandonment issues (laughs) and that felt like, um, oh my God, everyone's going to abandon me. Right. Um, and what I know to be true is that that did not happen. Right. Right. (laughs) And, um, and that relationship has evolved, and um, that person and I are in a professional relationship. Right. And everything's clear. Right. And that took me a long time to work through, because it was I'm a sure. really big business and personal challenge, like, happening at the same time. Yes. Um, it was taking all of you. Literally every piece of me. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get through that? And what, what methods did you use to help you kind of get to the rational side, the not emotional, but the rational side where you could see their perspective, you could honor that, you could pull yourself out of it and kind of be like, okay, I will survive this. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you, what, what tools did you use and how long did it take? It took a while. It took like probably over six months and it felt like a slow process. Yeah. Um, and it took a little extra time even to get to the point where, um, like, not even small things would trigger like a hurt part of me. Uh Um, and I feel like I've gotten to that place now. Um, but I, I talked about it to the people who I trusted Uh and made sure that I was only talking about it to the people who I trusted. Right. Um, I honestly, one of the most triggering things was like just, uh, like social media presence. Yeah. And so I had to go through a phase where I was like, okay, well I have to just like, not, I need to like unfollow all the businesses who are like mine yeah, and just be up to my own stuff. Yes. And that helped tremendously. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't, that piece of it was like for my own mental health, Mm -hmm. um, just to keep myself from overanalyzing and overthinking and like being consumed with thoughts Mm -hmm. of other places when like Mm -hmm. the business at hand is Shakti. Right. Um, that was the biggest tool. My financial advisor one day was like, why don't you just why why don't you just unfollow these people? We're like, oh, good idea. Great idea. <laughs> and then I did, and then my whole world opened up. Yeah. Um, so have, that was that yeah. was really big. Um, I mean, we haven't had that situation exactly, but I do understand completely um, not looking at other businesses and comparing yourself. 
so we really have a head down, nose clean, just do your work. Like I really do what I want to do with my clients and I don't really um, focus on feedback um, for strangers on social media. I don't focus on whatever every other design firm is doing or what projects they, projects they have. I just really put all of my heart and soul into what I have and what I'm doing and my vision and my goals. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really hard sometimes to see something on social media, which is, by the way, I fin- we love social media, right? Love it's, it. It's fantastic. But it's hard to see something and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they got that project and I didn't. Or I can't believe they're doing this and I'm you know, not. Or, Am I keeping up? Am I doing the most? And I've done some things like that where I've unfollow people or I have my own private social media account that I only allow certain people in and I like only focus on positive things. I think that's a big game changer is just, you know, keep doing what you're doing and stay towards your dreams and let everybody else do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. and that was definitely the biggest lesson in that. Um and that instance happened, like the business was six months old, uh, and yeah. I was 25, yeah. and um, yeah, there was a lot of of feeling very insecure because I didn't feel like my business had even like landed on solid ground yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and what has evolved is that I feel like so much more confident just about making choices for my Mm -hmm. business, um, and trusting, like trusting myself as a business owner, trusting that, um, things are going to work out, trusting that I can't make a wrong decision. Right. I can always make another decision. Mm -hmm. And also trusting that like at the end of the day, if, um, if Shakti doesn't exist, I'm still Ruby. That's amazing. I literally told someone the other day, because we're, you know, we're moving into a big space and we're taking mm-hmm. over some large yeah. overhead with that. And I thought to myself, I'm a worst case scenario person. So I always play out all the scenarios I can think of. So I start with the worst case scenario. And I said, okay, the worst case scenario is this just becomes too much and we fold the business. I mean, this is not going to happen. <laughs> not going to But like worse, worse, worse yes. case scenario. I'm still okay. I still have, I can still make another business. I can still use my talents to just do something else or the same thing in a different format. Like that is the worst case scenario. So why not the best case scenario, which is what I'm meditating on and putting all my <laughs> um, strength into is that uh, the best case scenario is it's a huge success. We have clients coming in and out the door every day, which we do here already, and it's really well received. And so I think that's really something that you you have to do and, and like focus on where you're going, not where everybody else is. And that's a lesson for everyone. Yeah. For every single person, um, for knowing that like who I am, my identity, my worth, my wholeness and completeness mm-hmm. is not outside of myself mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah that's a lesson for everyone and what I've experienced is that as a business owner it comes on fast and furious yes. and it's like deal with me or die right exactly <laughs> so I dealt with it um, yeah. and that is I think as people too we um, we attach to things and we hold on and um, it's so easy to get a lot of validation and mm-hmm. security from external. So it's just like ongoing work too. Yes. And that's really comforting to me yeah. in a sense that's like, okay, if this feeling is coming up, it's not that I don't right. trust. It's that this is just ongoing work. Right. Right. Exactly. Do you have a t- hard time separating your personal life from your professional life? 
Yes. <laughs> because my networks are so intermingled. Yeah, and it's a small town. Yeah, it's a small town. Um, a lot of my friends are people who I work alongside of or who work for me. Um, and that's how I... Like, I like my life being like that. And I have moments where I wonder what it would be like to go into town and not know someone. Right. Um, and that's something that I really cherish about being in Athens is how um, I'm Ruby from Shakti Yoga. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what and it's been really important for me with that to, like, travel and go to other places. Or I've taken a couple, like, two-week vacations and just go somewhere else and yes. just be, like... Ruby who nobody knows. Yes, we have to do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your goals for your studio? Like, where are you headed? What is 2019, 2020 look like for you? Are you a goal setter? Do you, like, sit down at the beginning of the year and say, oh, I'm imagining you are. <laughs> that your face? <laughs> I wish everyone could see it right now. But, um, you know, do you sit down and plan everything out? Like, I have a friend who, like, um, puts her intentions on paper for each week which I really aspire to, but I just seem not to get there. Even, like, her money intentions. Like, you know, I want this much. I want to make this much money. I want to do this amount of business. Um, I'm going to spend my nights eating well. You know, are you are you that person? I love goals. Mm-hmm. I'll start by saying that. Yeah. I've been setting goals since I was eight years old, and my mom sat us down for our first family meeting so, like, as a family, we set goals every year, and I've, um, I've continued that practice. What the business part of that does, though, is, like, I have no idea. Right. And I'm also at an age, like, uh, I'll be 27 in a few days, and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around where I personally see myself in five or ten years yeah um and so it's it's becoming more and more of a challenge yes and also less and less of a necessity Mm -hmm. um what I do is every month I'm checking in to kind of see like what are smaller goals that we need to set and then once a year my manager and I have like a two-day retreat Mm -hmm. and we do a SWOT analysis and we do business planning and we look at what didn't work last year and what we want to work this year and what we need from our team right um and that is feels very important yes um yeah, I like goals, and I have a hard time right now in my life. It feels like a challenge to set clear ones. Mm-hmm. Um, what is very at hand right now is that um, we've recently started an online platform called mm-hmm. Shakti at Home, and it's subscription-based, and we do live audio recordings of classes, so it's like taking a real class. I love that. I also love it, um, and that's something that we're looking to grow, like, subscription for yes. and getting, like, the word out for that, um, and so I have, like, goals around users for that, and then um, I have, like, general goals, like, I would like to grow my business by 30% this yes. year. Yes, right, um, right. And then keeping tabs on that each month with my financial advisor and checking in. Yes, always checking in. So it sounds like you have, you know, a good setup. Like you've got someone helping you with the money. You've got a manager, which we talked about before. Like Essential. Being able (laughs) to finally hire someone is... is Dreaming. But you don't start out that way. 
No. Like, we had a full year in our store sitting every day. Oh, my gosh. And I was doing lit- yeah. literally everything. Doing everything. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I, I did it. My manager yeah. tells me. She's like, I don't know how you did this. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. And then you, but because really and truly running a business is finding the right people to do the things that you need to no longer do at some point. And then I have a good friend of mine who works at PR, um, and she says, you need to work for your business, not in your business. Yeah, my financial advisor says uh, you need to be working on your business and not yeah. in your business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a little hard for me. It's a tough transition. <laughs> yes. That's something that um, I was unaware of right. as a transition piece of, like, you're starting from scratch. So, of yeah. course, you're doing everything, and you should. And, like, the fact that I knew and know how to do everything is really essential. Um but transitioning from the one doing the stuff to yeah. the one making sure the stuff gets done is challenging. Especially, is. I imagine you're probably like this, is like, I'm very much a doer. Yes. I'm really productive. Yes. If I have a list of things, they're all going to get done. And so being, and I like to be the people person, but zooming out yeah. and like really being hands off and my task list looks looks a lot different than ever in my life I'm used to a job task list right. looking like. Right, right. So let's talk a little bit about yoga for a second. Okay. Um, so if someone, you know, I've done yoga for a long time. I started when I was in third grade. I don't know if you know the story. I didn't know that. In California, they used to do meditation in my classroom, I which was that. amazing. And yeah. it was after recess to calm all the kids like me who had eight, who have ADD down. And that's when I really started to get into yoga. And um, I've loved it. And I it's it's my it's my lifelong goal to be a yoga instructor one day, maybe with you. <laughs> I'm not too old at this point. Um, you never. It's never too late. <laughs> So what can, what are some of the things you can do, you know, if you can't get to class, um, like me, you know, or people are just have kids and they're busy or they're running around, whatever. What are some of the easy things that people can do? Obviously subscribe Shakti to you at home. <laughs> Number one. Yes. Yes. And what are some of the things you can do? Like, um, you know, I know I've, I've been to your classes before and you've talked about, you know, if you're riding in your car, you can do deep breathing and that helps calm you down. Like what are your just off the top of your head, a couple of things that you can do to kind of set yourself up. Yeah, I think that what trips us up as people, especially today, is that we want to do it and we want to do it the best and we want to do it now. Right. And what yoga is not about is any of that. Right. So start with what you have. um, And I'll tell you about, like, what I do when I can and especially when I can't get in the studio um I think that it's really important to have a morning routine mm-hmm. um and have any amount of space and time to yourself in the morning what whether you're waking up for that to mean five minutes right. or 30 minutes or an hour and a half like whatever it is that you can do to just give space and time to that mm-hmm. and what's been very helpful for me with that is that I don't sleep with my phone in the bedroom mm-hmm. uh, I have a digital alarm clock mm-hmm. and that has been huge because I can choose at which point in my morning I turn on a screen mm-hmm. um, so I think that that is very grounding mm-hmm. and that is a great way to be with yourself before all of the external chaos kicks in right even if it's just 
five minutes. Right. The second piece is that uh, often people are intimidated by meditation and mm-hmm. and that it's like turning off your brain and how can I ever turn off my brain? And it's not that. Um, it can be. But the style of meditation that really resonates for me and my lifestyle is focused much more on accessing the present moment exactly as it is. Right. So what I do when I meditate is I just get still and quiet and wake up my senses. So what do you hear right now? Mm -hmm. What can you see if your eyes are open? What do you feel like on the surface of your skin? Um, what, What do you feel in your heart? Like what is present right now exactly as it is, exactly as it isn't? And can you just be in that Mm -hmm. and breathe and know that like just to breathe is enough. And so for me, um, this past, well, this past August, we had our first, uh, meditation month at Shakti and we'll, we'll continue to do this every August because we all need it at the start of the school year. Um, but what meditation month taught me and I meditated before, but not this regularly and meditation month taught me that meditation is just a pause. Mm-hmm. And so what I do now is I try to, between everything on my calendar, um, love Google Calendar, mm-hmm. between <laughs> everything on my calendar, take like five deep breaths. Like sit down and get still, pause. I even like to think of it as like like you would take a moment, like you would hopefully take a moment to digest your food after you finish right. a meal. Take a moment to digest whatever experience you had so that you can really step forward and move forward into what's coming. Um, and then the, the third piece is, so like take time and space to yourself, Mm -hmm. take pauses and then move your body. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be big and fancy and you don't have to make it to a studio. Um, Shakti at home is an excellent resource and go for a 10 minute walk. Right. Put your legs up the wall, stretch, set aside time to move because our bodies are meant to be moved. Um, and movement literally moves things around. Right. So if you're feeling stuck at any point, mm-hmm. um, or even mentally stuck. Oh my gosh. Especially. Yeah. yeah. If you're feeling stuck in, in like, especially mentally or emotionally, like move your body and mm-hmm. it just gets things moving around. I think the stat is that it only takes one minute of exercise to kick on the feel good Hormones. Endorphins. One minute. Yeah. That's incredible. Squats for one minute. Yeah. And then do your next thing. Yeah. Um, But the more that you can incorporate some sort of movements into your day, the the more I have been able to just manage what Mm -hmm. what life looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have three more questions. Okay. (laughs) So as a business owner, your day-to-day life, you can kind of get dragged down. I mean, at least I can. It's hard. I mean, it's, and I have a a good friend of mine who works here and she says, Jade, just remember, if it was, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You're doing something that's really hard and, you know, just, and I just keep going. But at the end of the day, there's been days where I have crawled into bed, Mm -hmm. literally crawled into bed, just exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. So it's really hard for me as a creative, and I consider you a creative as well, um, to find things that inspire me on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes I'll take a walk and that helps. Sometimes I go to yoga and that helps. Um, A lot, often it's travel. But what is inspiring you lately? Great question. (laughs) Um, Well, I will say that like one thing that may resonate with you that inspires me is that 
every day at my job looks different. Yeah. And that keeps me inspired in a sense. Yes. Um, I also love to travel, but it's not always accessible and I don't want to have to like run away for a long time no, in order yeah, to no, deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have started feeling really inspired by the challenges. So when something comes up that's like really feels like friction, mm-hmm. I have like I mentioned my work network before, I have like a network of friends um, and I have like six core friends and they don't all live here. Right. And they're all, they're each someone who I turn to when it involves a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have a go-to um, friend to talk about like social issues that I feel passionate about. I have a go-to friend to talk about uh, creativity. She's a musician. I have a go-to friend to talk about relationships. Right. Um, and so kind of leaning into those challenges yes. and then having conversations with people I trust mm-hmm. about them has sparked inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then social media. Mm-hmm. But what I've done in my social media life in the last year is kind of like rebranded it for myself where um, I realized one day that everything I was seeing was what had been curated by the algorithm for my seven years ago self. Interesting. And what I did is I unfollowed a ton of people and started only following people um, who line up with what I want to learn or what I want to be inspired by. So now my Instagram is like some people that I love and then also some accounts that really challenge what I know and like Mm -hmm. present me with something new to learn and then some accounts that are really visually inspiring yeah um and you can travel through social media yeah you know I I watch a lot of just things that don't relate to design at all on Instagram Mm -hmm. you know daily just to see just to to be like oh I never knew this existed or whatever you can travel through that and you can find creativity there you know learning and curiosity yeah. Like, that being curious piece yes. keeps me inspired. Yeah. Like, I wonder. And, um, and then I'll say one more thing. So, I what happens with my job is that uh, it is all-consuming because it bleeds into, like, self-help. Yeah. And so, and that's always been something that I've been interested in. So, mm-hmm. it really is, like, if I'm working on myself, then I'm working on my business. And I'm working on my business. I'm working on myself. And I was reading a really serious self-help book. Um, and my boyfriend were we have started that we like to read before bed. Yeah. Instead of like watching TV. Yeah, the so last like hour we yeah. spend in bed reading and um he turned to me and he said, "You know, you might feel less serious if you read something less serious." <laughs> and then turned back to his book and I was like, "How dare you?" <laughs> also really valid. Um what do you what I don't know. Yes. I don't know anything about that. Yes. And so I've started I'm reading Harry Potter for the first time. I love that. And I'm on book 5 and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And that has kept me feeling like fresh and inspired to yeah. read something that's totally off the wall from my norm yes. to kind of like really give my brain a break. Yes. Um yeah, I don't watch HGTV. Yeah. No way. No. I mean, that's just homework for me, mm-hmm. you know. So I get that. So, what is next for you in your business for Shakti? What it, what is the next? What's what's exciting coming up? What are you excited about? What's 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 happening? 
what is next next is the fall semester, which I'm not going to wish away the summer because I love the summer. Yes. Um, but the fall is always very exciting and all of our uh, events and like our meditation month and we have gratitude month and there's just so much excitement and momentum and connection that happens in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really alive. Um, and then, but like the bigger question, and you asked this earlier, like 2019, 2020, like what are we going to look like? Um, I mean, I have people who have been asking me for months already, like, when are you going to expand? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next is figuring it out mm-hmm. and, like, being curious and being open to what comes in my path because that's really served me well yes. to pay attention and be intuitive in my decisions. Um, and I have, like, for me, when I knew we had to leave the store because we had outgrown the store as far as, like, working on projects it took us no time to find a studio space that would work temporarily. And it was the time, like we talked about before. It was the timing, everything. So we knew we had to do the expansion. It was scary. I mean, we were scared. I was scared at least. You know, I'm not, I'm not a person who's really afraid of anything, but I was like, no, but that's scary. This is the of big course. step, you know? And then the same thing happened. We kept trying to find, as we go into this new space, different buildings that would work and nothing was fitting. And it was kind of like, pushing a you know square peg into a round hole and then all of a sudden this thing came up and it was like the perfect size and the right location and it was with like these great people who are lovely and it's time you know and I feel like yes I I do feel personally that you're on the verge (laughs) on the cusp of of an expansion (laughs) yeah we'll see what that looks like um because it could take a lot of it could take a lot of shapes yeah and I'm in the practice of listening yes. for what I want that to be like. And um, I think that for me what's even more important than the space that we're in is that what we're up to next and what we're growing into is um, yoga that really is whole life yoga yeah. for people. Um, and through that teaching and um, evolving and championing um an evolution that destigmatizes and and um unravels what people think of when they think of yoga yeah um I think that exercise yes the fitness industry what I am really passionate about is um being part of a fitness industry that doesn't promise you anything about your what your body's going to look like because right. who cares what your body looks like because you have a body to move. Right. Um, so, like, that's more of, like, my bigger mission is, like, I want a yoga studio where everyone, like, truly feels welcome. Right. Like, truly, 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 you come in, you're probably going to see someone who looks like you, even if you're not someone who looks like me or you. Right. Um... You know that you're going to get to move. You're going to get to sweat. No one's going to tell you what size you need to be. And that's always been part of my mission of Shakti is, like, I, if my business fails because in the fitness industry, I choose not to promise weight loss, then my business fails and I move forward with dignity. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so that's something that I'm really passionate about is um, unraveling what the fitness industry um, is right now and moving forward into a new, mm-hmm. a new territory for that, like I new horizons that. of, um, let's like 
be well, like truly yes. well together. Yeah. And um, that looks like we're honest and kind. Yeah. That looks like we move our bodies. Right. That looks like I see you, I believe you, I right. love you. Right. Um, and so whatever physical form supports that mission mm-hmm. is the physical form I imagine we'll end up in. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, what we don't have in Athens is what they have a lot in LA, which is whole wellness centers, you know, and I think that's kind of what you're leaning towards. And that's what, you know, I'm always looking for a place you can go and, you know, eat healthy and the place that you can have a good yoga class and the place that you can, you know, really be a part of a community that's like, I'm being a whole person. Like right now, to do all of that in Athens, I have to go like 15 different places. <laughs> and and it, Athens is small, and that still takes like an hour. It still takes an hour because <laughs> you're gonna yeah. run into at least five people you know. Right. <laughs> and you know, one of the biggest challenges is, of course, you know, at my best point in my life um, was right before I got married to Graham, <laughs> and not because of Graham, <laughs> um, but it was I was centered in all my different houses. I was centered in my financial house. I had been through a lot and I was, but I was okay. I was centered in my mental house, my emotional house and and in my physical house. Cause at that point I was going to go four days a week and I was so like on it and I felt it and it felt so good. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that I'm not never going to be who I really want to be until all of those are aligned. Mm -hmm. And Right now, for me, it's so hard to keep all of those aligned. Yeah. Well, and you're you're a mom, and you're a business owner, and you are all of these things. So, my goal is, like, I go in full force. So, I'm like, I'm going to go see Ruby for, like, five days a week. I'm doing all of it. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to do a whole 30 at the same time. Right, of course. Uh, I'm going to go to bed at 7 o'clock. Instead of saying, hey, I'm just going to go for a class, and I'm going to start there, I always make these big, huge goals. So, having, you know, that part of what you're talking about, just this wellness part of like making sure that you're taking care of like little things, like turning off your phone at night and it's all comes together and I can see you building some sort of empire off of that. Yeah. We'll see what it turns into. (laughs) What you're saying really resonates of like, I mean, some weeks my goal is sit down to eat your meals. (laughs) Or make a meal. Right. Cook your own (laughs) meals. Yes. Um, Yeah. Start small and that's what that's what I want people to know. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be any kind of way to show up at Shakti. Yeah. Just like, for real, come as you are. Yeah. One of the things I love that, that um, Shannon says from Five Points mm-hmm. Yoga, and you lo- love Shannon, mm-hmm. I love Shannon, she says, and I think I've heard you say it too, is like, don't be in here and try to be all yoga-y. Just be you. Like, it's okay if you don't look right in the right pose. It's okay. You'll get it next time. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. But you're here, you know, and you're doing it. And I love that. And I really feel like she's one of my people that I've really connected with in the yoga yoga industry. And you are, too, because mm-hmm. of your energy and the way you see things, you mm-hmm. know. All right. We'll end on, on this last question. Okay. What advice would you give to someone going into any sort of business? So let's not just yoga studio, but what advice would you give to a young business entrepreneur starting out fresh? Just start, start something. It's just like we're talking about with like making your life more healthy or uh, feeling more well is like start something, start, start in the direction of what you're passionate about. Open yourself to connections be willing to say no to things. Yes, that's huge. And listen to your gut. Like, spend enough time with yourself 
that you know what your intuition sounds like. Yes. And make choices from there. I love that. And then as you evolve and you grow, just start. Like whatever it is uh, for the next step, just take the next step. Instead of trying to see 15 ahead, just take the next step. That's actually perfect because the name of the podcast is No Hesitations. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. It's so good to see you. I hate that I don't see you enough. And um, there is no enough though. Just start. Just I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) And um, yeah, thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Ruby, for spending the last hour with me. I had an incredible time and I learned so much. You are such a whole person and I love that about you. You have great energy and, um, and you're so young. My God, I can't wait to see what you do the next 24 years of your life and more and more and more. If you haven't been to Shakti Yoga yet, you need to go. It's 940 Prince Avenue and the website is ShaktiYogaAthens.com. Until next time.